0: And we are,
1: oh gosh.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. you voice crack like me, man. <laughs>
1: I know. And we are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am one of your co-hosts, Blake Rufino. Alongside me is my counterpart, Joe DeLeon. Good evening. Good sir.
0: Uh, Blake, I have to bring up one of our listeners uh, made my Friday night. Um, you know the interaction that I'm referring to. Uh, Bayou Chubbs tweeted out one of the funniest things that I've seen. That he's now going to be doing post-show fight analysis. He's going to pick a. He's going to pick a winner for who wins every single argument that we do on the show. I thought that that was pretty pretty funny. I don't think you were in a Chubbs didn't win the argument. All right, Chubbs, Chubbs is wrong. You okay, obviously win. you're going to say that you won the argument. He,
1: is, uh, he, he doesn't like me sometimes. I mean, he's an LSU guy. He doesn't like me sometimes. You didn't win the argument. I mean, Joe. I mean, we had,
0: couple, we had a couple of people chime oh, in and was say that they thought a, I had a better argument.
1: If he was as big of a hire as you said he was, okay, the kids wouldn't be hitting the portal. Isaiah Bond would not be going to Texas
0: right now. Uh, Guys were going to want to – Nick Saban. Guys went to Alabama to play for Nick Saban, the greatest coach in college football history. I I don't think it's unexpected that they wanted to leave and to look for another opportunity because the guy that they thought was going to be coaching them their whole career left. There's a pretty stark difference between the two. Well, we'll need to get a an analysis on this argument, this fight on who won, <laughs> who won this fight. I, don't, I just thought it was funny, though. I'm sure we'll we'll have a little bit of an
1: argument about Cam Ward, who declared for the draft. I, I'm just going to state the obvious. Feels like Miami paid him, okay, to yeah. be quarterback. Um, but Cam Ward, the Washington State quarterback, is going to Miami. We'll touch on that. Obviously, the big news of the day: Jeb Fish from Arizona going to Washington, a seven-year deal worth seven point seven five million per year. So Washington is not playing around, going and getting a really good head a head coach, uh, and Jeb Fish. And we'll talk a little bit about
0: the transfer portal as well. Yeah, the Jed Fish news I think is going to really dominate our discussion today. There was a lot of uncertainty. There there was a ton of uncertainty on the direction that Washington was going to go in. And frankly, and I think that we're both on the same page here, th- this is how you recover. You know, This is a hell of a pivot to be able to pluck a guy like that uh, from Arizona, not too far away, that knows how to recruit the region, has a lot of ties to who he coached with the Rams. He was at UCLA, and then he was at Arizona most recently. He is a great, great, fantastic fit, and his success is turnaround at Arizona – I think that he can stop the bleeding a little bit and keep the direction going forward for Washington.
1: We also have a request about talking about T-Rob going to Georgia, the yeah. DB's coach from Alabama. We'll, let, we'll add that to the list as T-Rob is heading to um, be the co-defensive coordinator at Georgia. Will Muschamp stepping down uh, and being in, uh, 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 being in the weird to me. World. Not, I don't think it's really. I, I just don't think guys like his age. You know, hey man, his son's on the team. He, what's he gonna do? He's not really. He's not calling plays. I mean, he's there to help Kirby, which he can be on the sidelines helping Kirby
0: any damn way. How old I, is uh, like, Mustrams? Fifty two.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, he's been in college football and been coaching for well yeah. over twenty plus years. I, I, you could tell on the sidelines, man. Sometimes he he looks tired. I think that role for me only – look, I don't think it really changes anything. I think you're giving a title to T-Rob, and I think that you are – he's only there to be the right-hand man to Kirby. That's it. Like, there's not really a – that's what he's there for, Joe. I mean, it's. I I understand what you're saying, but he's not going to – Joe, they're not going to give him a pay cut.
0: (laughs) I mean – No, 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 obviously not. And I I just – it's a it's a it's a backwards move in his career and we know that he's a great defensive mind and as you're saying I don't believe he was the one who was calling the plays um, you think for, son's
1: going to Vandy too maybe I'm wrong on that but sounds yeah
0: been- I I just it feels a, it just feels a little weird I think I would have not from what you're talking about it just feels a little odd you know I just would have thought that he would ended up somewhere else or you know maybe would have maintain that role. Maybe he takes a DC job next, next time around. And he understands that it's time to let somebody else take over that role and that he'll never be the sole defensive coordinator at Georgia. So it's not, you know, it's not really worth trying to fight for that opportunity.
1: I agree. We'll, we'll add that and talk about that uh, as well. Got lots and lots to get into. I will hit on Kalen DeBoer, kind of like our final thoughts on You know, he had his opening press conference. I know Alabama fans are really excited. Kind of went after me a little bit uh, in the comments. Not really as bad as I thought that they would, but just going after me a little bit saying, how how do you you know that he's not going to live up to Saban? Because nobody's living up to Saban.
0: Yeah, that's the weird angle to disagree with you on. It's like...
1: But that's the reason. Like, they were literally in the comments arguing me. Joe, what did I say? I said, I think he can have multiple 10-win seasons at Alabama. I don't think it's a bad hire. I think them, that fan base, at times is highly unrealistic
0: about where this guy can bring them. Right. Uh, I I don't admit this a lot, but we have we have a lot of really good discussions. Like that was a really good balanced discussion in my opinion, because we had two different opinions and we had two different sides, but we found some agreement on some of that stuff. But I don't know. I just thought it was really weird. Like you're talking about the people that were chiming in instead of saying like, well, the board done this, this, and this, and this is why he'll work, blah, blah, blah. It was just a lot of, not a lot of reasons provided. Just like, how would you know? Well, that's the whole point of the show. We're here to speculate. We're here to, well, we're here to guess. <laughs> I just
1: think when you have multiple weeks in the sec, And you're not in the pack. Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys are currently, as we are live, getting their cheeks clapped. There are going to be times where teams that slip up that have no business beating you that will do that, right? I mean, this is, yeah, when you go in week in, week out in this conference, that's what happens. But we'll give our final thoughts on that. And and people just, again, think I thought it was a horrible hire. I don't think it's a horrible hire. I think he'd be 30 and nine in three seasons, and everybody, it, it would be like, oh, he does, he's not, you know. He's That's not point. doing as good, right? That's so I'm the like, point. <laughs> God bless everything. All right. Tons and tons to get into. Everybody do us a favor, though, by hitting the like and share. Share to all those social media groups. Share to all of those social media pages. Wherever you're watching us or you're listening us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, notification bell. If you're listening to us on the podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. Joe, let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Kalen DeBoer, Jed Fish, little switcheroo. See, there's always that trickle effect, Joe. we got mm. tons to, to, to talk about with that. Florida State, Kelly in the portal. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. And T-Rob to Georgia. So lots and lots of get to. Stay with us. We're right back. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, Combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in game betting props and futures. Head on over to Bet Online today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50 B L E A V 50, to receive your 50% off. Welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. We're back. All right.
0: <laughs> Alabama isn't. Uh, now I got. Is that I, what we're gonna start doing? Is that I what we're gonna, we're gonna start doing? Start
1: doing. I'm gonna take shots at them <laughs> until, uh, you know, until they prove that it, you know, to everybody that they could be Alabama yet again. Joe, let's give our final thoughts really quickly on Kalen DeBoer. He did do his press conference uh, at Alabama uh, this past week and this past week. Thought he said a lot of great things. You know, like, I, look, I never go by winning or losing the the press conference, right, mainly due to the fact I remember who's the guy at Philly, the, uh, the Eagles. Sirianni. Hit? Remember how awful – his opening press conference was. And everybody's like, this guy's never going to win a game. Well, within two years, he had him into a Super Bowl. You never, you can win any opening press conference you want. I thought he was sincere. I thought he talked about why he wanted to be there. I think he talked about the challenges of replacing Nick Saban. And I think it, it goes to show, Joe, a lot of times, too, with coaches is this. When we always say, what makes coaches tick? Kalen DeBoer is an alpha dude, okay? He's an alpha male. He doesn't think the way that some people do. He thinks, you know what? Shit, I can go to Alabama and win just as good as anybody else. I, I know that I can win, okay? I've won everywhere I've been. He even somewhat kind of, you know, brought that up a little bit. I just, for me, okay, I think it's going to take him some time. His number one weapon on the outside just committed to Texas and Isaiah Bond. He's got a lot of good pieces. He's got a lot of good offensive linemen that are on that team. Let's see what happens, okay, in the next couple – in the next at least in the next month. Players that he brings in, maybe some guys from the portal. Let's see what he does. I, I do think it's an interesting dynamic that I'm, I'm going to be following. He brought up Nick Saban being there and being able to lean on him uh, about this team and about being the head coach at Alabama. Don't know how I feel about that yet. I, I I just don't. But I think it's going to be an interesting dynamic. Let's see how he uh, uh, transitions here from Washington. Because, look, man, Seattle to Tuscaloosa, it is night and day different. Night oh, and day different.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. There, you know, there's a huge difference, and there's going to be a bit of a learning curve. My just, like, biggest thing after having the weekend to really sit in on this and just kind of think about this this is a very high floor hire. This is a, a, hire, a, a hire in my opinion that he's going to coach really well in games and he's going to prepare his team in games. What is always going to leave so many questions for us is the recruiting aspect of things and if he's able to recruit the current roster just to stick around and to stay and not to bail on the team heading into the 2024 season. Because he's such an in-game coach and this isn't like, A guy like Marcus Freeman, who we've watched, is still learning on the job, or somebody like Mario Cristobal, who's notoriously a terrible in-game decision-maker, he is going to be able to win games, and even if maybe they're having a lesser year, be able to pull off wins that they're not supposed to. Maybe he can knock off an LSU or a Georgia uh, when those opposing teams are favored because he's just such a good offensive mind. But because it's so high floor, the ceiling might not be as exciting. And that's why I think Alabama fans need to be realistic on the expectations here. There's a possibility for the next three years that they're stuck at that 10 win number, that they can't really get over that 10 win number. And just because they're stuck there doesn't mean that this program's going backwards. It's going to take time for a guy like Kalen DeBoer, who hasn't been a head coach for very long, to get settled in and to figure out how to run this program to get them to a national championship level. And you just got to hope that when things really start clicking, that the NFL doesn't start calling him because that is going to happen. It always happens with any of these big coaches at these big programs that are getting their first opportunities as as head coaches. Final other piece to this too. I think it's great that Ryan Grubb is coming with him. I still believe that he needs to go and bring guys that were assistant coaches in the SEC from other regions to help recruit. But Ryan Grubb is going to be huge. For them, recruiting the quarterback position, the receiver position, any of the offensive positions, for them to take that next step. It's very funny that this is how Ryan Grubb ended up in Tuscaloosa. It wasn't last year; it took Kalen uh, DeBoer to uh, to bring him there.
1: Off topic, in topic. You think Will Rogers goes there?
0: I don't think he should. <laughs> I mean, I, I, don't, I don't. I don't think either. he'll play. I don't really don't think that he'll play because if Jalen Milrow not the guy. There's plenty of other quarterbacks on and there. Julian Sand be the guy. He's too young. Uh, a true freshman at Alabama. When was the last yeah. time that that happened? You know who it was? They've Tua. had two,
1: Jalen Antua. It's not out of the realm of possibility.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I think Ty Simpson has the has the skill set to actually play in this offense. He did not fit with what Tommy Reese needed, but he fits with what the you know Deboer and Grubb are looking for in a quarterback but i i don't I mean i really don't think that will rogers would start he's like the fourth best guy in that quarterback room
1: all i'm gonna say is this i saw a coach who could not adjust well enough in game against a very physical and tough defense what do you think that you see every week here good point I, you know like again Bama fans, I am not trying to poo poo on Kalen DeBoer. I again, Joe, think that he will get to multiple ten win seasons there. Okay, that he has that potential to do that. Again, I I literally just saw a team that is built like an SEC team, built like Georgia. Michigan's more built like Georgia than anybody in the country. Okay, they're two peas in a pod on how you how they build their team. Tough on both lines of scrimmage. Okay. Dudes that can play on the outside, really good DBs. Who does that sound like? You would not know if I told you that you could pick two schools. Yeah, that Michigan, that being Georgia. My only question is, Joe, I'm all look. I, I I questioned at times, and people will remember this. I questioned how would Brian Kelly when he went to LSU. How do you adjust playing in a conference every, like the SEC every week? I do think that Brian Kelly, though, did have more experience of facing the SEC. I think, what was it, Georgia Joe that that came to yes. South and lost yep. five point, faced multiple times, multiple teams uh, in the playoff. He knew what he had to do to get there. Kalen DeBoer has not been in that experience. And I don't think – and again, I know that they got the A on their, on their chest. I know that that logo means a lot to a lot of people. But – Joe they couldn't keep their top defensive assistant like they're they're literally their top defensive assistant got one phone call for from Kirby oh, stay with me for just yeah, well, like, okay all
0: right go ahead go ahead
1: go ahead. okay you mean to tell me that Nick couldn't tell T-Rob hey listen I'm gonna work out a deal for you here to be a
0: DDC or a co-DC I don't know I think the timing's you know tough it, I think know the time I think bad. that Kirby just moved really freaking quick in it. No, it, Kirby it was, knew.
1: You saw that video at the SEC championship game where Kirby's getting all and He tells Saban, "Thank you for everything you've done for me." That's BS.
0: Nick knew. Well, you, all, all of them knew. I, I'm just saying that there tried. was a. I'm just saying that there probably was a commotion with everything going on, and nobody was paying attention to think hey, let's make sure that the key important current staff members don't leave, and he did. How do you not? Joe, you got Nick Saban interviewing – hold on,
1: hold on. You got Nick Saban interviewing assistant coaches at 355 per him. Okay. Okay, okay. Per him, before he goes and tells his entire team and coaching staff that he's retiring. First off, that's bullshit. Not the interviewing people. Let me tell you what I think happened. He told him he was gone, okay, and they asked Saban to start helping him build the staff.
0: I 1,000% agree. Yeah, that's, it's, right. it's, it's, that's probably happening. Wait, wait. We talked. We did a whole segment before the, the retirement, though, about who the next DC was going to be, and we did talk about T-Rob, but we mostly mentioned other people, so I, it didn't even seem like T-Rob was necessarily in the running to be the top DC candidate anyways. Well... So that's probably why he jumped. He took the he took a more much more certainty. He probably didn't want to sit around and wait for DeBoer to get approval or give approval. Well, but so I want to add this to the to what you're saying too. Part of why I think that Alabama fans have to temper their expectations to start. DeBoer comes in with a lot more question marks because of a couple areas of consistency. The way that he played in the national championship game, the way that they've played in a couple of games this year, the recruiting aspect of things. When Nick came in, there were no question marks. Everybody knew that he was a great, great coach. The biggest question mark is if he was willing to leave the Miami Dolphins. That was the question mark. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, but there
1: were question marks when he first got there, and he went still seven national and championship
0: winning coach. Though you kind of knew that he's, you know, yeah.
1: To people who don't know, T-Rob is Traverius Robinson. He was the corners coach or DB's coach uh, uh, um, at Bama. We'll get to him in just a minute. But look, uh, again, just those are my final thoughts. I I think it's a little unorganized, and I thought that the way that – let me tell you what I thought, Joe. I thought when Saban left, things would be so organized and the bow would be so perfect when he left that because he's so detail-oriented – it comes out of left field, like you know. I just if something feels off to me about all of this. It's All I'm going to say it's something well, feels off, and we'll okay see if if Kalen DeBoer can overcome the the offness. Okay, all right. But Washington does have their head coach uh, Joe being reported by Pete Thamel, uh Brett McMurphy, and others. The Jed Fish, the Arizona head coach, is now. Taking his talents to Seattle, to Washington, a seven-year, $7.75 million deal per Pete Famo. Uh, Joe, your initial thoughts. Now, before, before we get to this, just remember the entire season. Your boy was on the Arizona Wildcat train.
0: Okay, <laughs> don't I'm just come you, in here, on Jed Fish. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I I recall Blake was the biggest Jed Fish Arizona hater. So and he's gonna continue to hate Washington. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's a joke. Um, I love this hire, and I think to turn around after you lost your head coach who was turning this program into a brilliant direction, and after all that time. Of trying to figure out who that next guy was, and you finally found it with the board to sit in the circumstance. I, I had a lot of, I have a lot of Washington fans that listen to the show that were in my DMs. That were, man, like, man, this sucks. This this really sucks. I was talking yeah, to a few different by people.
1: A Washington fan now. Uh, uh, uh,
0: appa- apparently, it's really it's really quite funny. But to pluck a guy from his current institution that's not that far off in terms of name recognition. To be able to steal Jed Fish for your team is massive, and the biggest reason why is because he is considered to be that next up, that next guy in next year's cycle that would have been considered for a lot of big openings. You lock him down for a seven-year deal that's going to make it really hard for another team to buy him out unless they're absolutely bonkers, batshit crazy, which there could be a school in particular that's willing to do something dumb like that. He is a fantastic coach. He has done some amazing things at Arizona. I think that to make that transition is going to be very seamless. I don't think that they suffer much of a drop off. And I think that Noah Fafita, his starting quarterback, and McMillan, one of their top receivers, are probably going to be in consideration to head there, if not go to other programs. My only concern, my only concern, Jed Fish is a Florida alum. And Florida is speculated to be firing Billy Napier if things don't turn around this upcoming season. Right. A lot of Florida fans are calling dibs on this guy, and I would be a little bit fearful that Florida doesn't just say F it and throw a bunch of money at it to go get Jed Fish. That's what I'm a little fearful of. He won nine games
1: at Arizona. Ten. Or ten. Yeah, I'm, I'm forgetting about the bowl game. Thank you. Ten games at Arizona. Look, look how good they got. Joe, and look how good they got from the loss at Mississippi. Joe, this is a 10-win team that lost to Mississippi State last year. That's how good of a developmental coach that he is. You know how much I love Jed Fish, okay? I, I I don't like using the word home run hires, okay? I think you can have home run hires easily as position coaches. As head coaches, I do not think – so I don't want to go there. I think this is a bet. the best hire that they can make right now is Jed Fish. I know that when people who don't know who he is will look and say he's 16 and 21 as a head coach, they won't look at the fine details. They'll do the casual take. Oh, he's right. 16 and 21. And tomorrow morning when the national media is talking about this, they'll say he's 16 and 21. What are they doing? Now, I don't think he was their first option. I think Lance Leopold was their first option, but regardless, you landed and hit on a really damn good head coach. I do think it's going to be a little bit different for him just like it would have been for Kalen DeBoer going into the Big 10. It's going to everybody's transitioning to Washington. One thing that I thought about Joe that I think that I'm going to keep my eye on with the Huskies, it's one thing for the school and the university to transition in a period with the head coach that just got them to a national title. It's something completely different when everybody's having to go through a transition and now you're moving into a different conference. I do think that it's going to be a little bit tougher on him than some people think it will will be. But look what he built at Arizona. Right. Did you see the the Cole Kubelik interview at the end? He took a kid that was a walk-on, that was homeless, told him that he would develop him Make him into a NFL draft pick. He's doing this all over Arizona, all over Arizona. I think it's the best hire that Washington could have made. Kudos to them. It's a it's a really damn strong hire. The only question that I will ask is, or, or ask, or think that maybe Fish could do better than Deboer. I do think that he's going to recruit better there.
0: Oh, but, absolutely. No, I what, actually really do think that that there's a lot of truth it makes to makes them maybe a little bit more dangerous
1: from a sustained – look, I think Kalen DeBoer would have been completely fine in the Big Ten. No question. I do think Fish gives them a little bit of, hey, man, at least he knows he can come in here and recruit. Because, Joe, look what he's doing in
0: Arizona. A lot of people forget that Elijah Rushing, who ended up flipping to Oregon, committed to Arizona for one point. And I know that that's like, well, what are you giving him a pat on the back for for getting a kid to commit that ended up flipping? He's a five star. When was the last time a five star even considered going to Arizona? It does not happen. Most of the guys that they get are three stars that end up developing into really good players. No fafita, three star that turned into a really good, a uh, high level. Starting quarterback that played his ass off as a redshirt freshman. There is so much evidence to show that he can be a good recruiter. He just didn't have the resources. He didn't. He didn't have the attraction of saying we're winning here yet because he hadn't done it yet. Mm-hmm. So I th- and, and we even I think we talked about it on the show that we were like, what the hell? This kid committed to to Arizona, and that was before they started playing well. So I think there's absolutely truth to the fact that he can turn this uh, turn this around and, and be a really good recruiter at Washington. There's actually some pretty good recruits in that Seattle area. There's occasionally some four- or five-star kids that, that come out of that region, and he can recruit that northwest area very, very well, and he could be that hot spot, that hotbed for all those players to choose to go to.
1: Fish has been around a lot of big-time quality head coaches too, Joe. Look, I, I mean, I remember when Fish was the OC at Jacksonville in twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen. Um, and he was the QB's coach in twenty ten with Seattle. Got look, he's been around and done a lot of big time things with a lot of quarterbacks. I think he could bring in a look, I, I think he, offensively, they might not look the same. Offense, they will be fine because Jeb Fish is a really bright offensive mind. He's been with the Patriots. He's been with uh, McVay, with the Rams. I remember the interview of, uh, of when Sean McVay was asked about Jed Fish being hired uh, at Arizona. said that he was probably one of the brightest or, or best offensive coaches that he'd ever been around, uh, so it's a big-time hire. You got a lot of people like Belichick, McVay, all these people talking about how great of a coach he is. I think that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's too broad of a scale, like – you got from McVay to Belichick. When does Belichick ever give a compliment to anybody ever? <laughs> right? So ne- Never. So you look at that and say, oh, okay, well, he went out of his way to to go outside of his personality to talk about it. I think it's a big time. Joe, just very quickly, Washington did just make this official. So if you're watching okay. the clip, uh, their AD just tweeted out a video of him being at Ted Fish's house and him signing the contract. So that is officially done and clear. Wow.
0: Uh, any final thoughts on, on this move? Uh, no, I'm curious. To see th- the biggest thing, and I think we're going to end up talking about this in the next week and a half, how does this How does this transition happen? And does he pull a bunch of guys from Arizona with him? Do a lot of guys at Arizona end up hopping on the market to go to Washington and then end up getting yanked away to a, a bigger program? I'm really curious to see what happens with Fafita. I, I think that – and Jane Delora. But both the quarterbacks that that were at that program, so uh, there's I, a there's a lot that can happen. I,
1: I agree with our buddy Josh Pate on this. He said that there are players on Arizona's team right now that make another team a playoff contender. Okay, especially McMillan. Especially that's who he's talking about. I mean, like that's exactly who he's talking about. Let I agree with you. Let's see what happens there, uh, and maybe he does bring those guys to Washington. And it, I will say this because I said it with the boar. I think it's only fair I say it with fish. In today's game, it's an NIL world. How quickly can you get to boosters and how quickly can you get this NIL game rolling at your current school uh, is always going to be a very big thing. A couple of Super Chats here, Joe. Uh, Charles Sutherland with the $199 Super Chat says, Great show. Go dogs. Good to have you in here with us, Charles. And Elks always got Michigan on the mind. Says, here's some money for Wade to buy a brain or glasses. I guess Wade's in the chat. Says, Michigan didn't cheat. Come on now. You are either, and okay, stupid or in denial. Guys, let's be kind to one another. You know, Jesus said in the good book, love thy neighbor as thyself.
0: I Thanks. disagree. I like that everyone fights with each other in the comments. I think it's hilarious. It's it's kind of like, you know, like your parents are fighting and then expecting your kids not to fight with one another, man. If we're setting the tone, no. you know, whatever. <laughs> you know what's so funny? I will go. So
1: I check all of our stuff before I go to sleep every night. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, like uh, how much is, you know, just to kind of get a recap of the day or whatever. It, it never fails. Every morning when I wake up, there's fights going on in our chat. <laughs> no, like no, you're, no, like your mama's a ho. Oh, your mama's got toe jam. I'm like Jesus. Uh, like, I love our listeners. Rails.
0: yeah. I, I love our listeners. Okay,
1: uh, you want to get to Cameron Ward next, or Ooh, no, should you we T Rob really quick? Yeah, let's do T Rob really quick. Uh, because since we're we're on the coaches, it makes the most sense. uh uh, uh, to do that okay so over the weekend Joe some massive news came out Traverius Robinson aka T-Rob the DB coach from Alabama is now a co-DC at Georgia Joe uh, the you know what the first thing I thought about when I saw that this happened the rich get richer because they already have a great DB room they're going to continue to recruit really well T Rob is considered one of, if not the best, one of the best DB coaches in the country. The rich got so much richer now that he is a co DC. I do think that there's a little bit of title to that, right? Meaning, it's I don't want to say that he, he, you know, you're you're doing that just to get him to cover come over and make you know give him that title just because. I don't think he calls plays. I do think he's got some maybe input on the secondary, but. This also could be too, Joe. Nick calling up Kirby and saying, Hey, you got to take T Rob. Like, you got to take T Rob. Can you make him a co DC? And Kirby doing it. There's so many things that could have happened here. Regardless, I talked about I don't like home run hires or saying there are home run hires ever unless it's assistance. Joe, this is a home run hire. You can't, you cannot get a better DB coach. And the transition into the place that he's going, than right now, Joe. He's gonna. I mean, he's gonna have six five stars to play with. Oh, <laughs> so nothing changes for him. He he just did that at Alabama. We know what we've seen with him. Look at Kool-Aid. Look at uh, Tyrion Arnold, Trey Amos. Okay, this past year, Joe. All he does is put really good secondaries together. What's he gonna do at, at Georgia? Now that they've recruited at such a high level, I think it's a great hire.
0: Well, and I also look at, even further back when he was at South Carolina, the development of right. J.C. Horn, who was a, a very athletic player that turned into a complete stud, and then Kingsley and Iqbari is, is another player that was really good for him when he was running that defense. He is a brilliant, brilliant coach. I, I think it's a testament to his, his talent level and his capabilities mm-hmm. that he was – Alabama's DB coach and the connection that we know that Nick Saban has to defensive backs and developing them. He's only going to go with guys that he sees as eventually, you know, stars in the industry, eventually long-term impactful coaches. I don't know a ton of former Alabama corner coaches off the top of my head, but to know that what he has done in Alabama to see the development of these guys turn into first rounders, stepping into a little bit more of a responsibility as the co-DC. I doubt he calls plays. I don't know what. I feel like Glenn Schumann's going to probably uh, still be calling plays. And heck, we don't know who DeBoer is hiring as his defensive coordinator. Maybe he tries to coax Schumann into coming and being the full-time DC and having full control. Traverius Robinson could maybe end up being the the guy who's calling these plays for this this Georgia defense. But as you've said. His background, where he's coming from, his connections to Saban, this is uh, one of the best hires that you could make, and he was bound to end up somewhere as a defensive coordinator. Yeah, and
1: look, was the D.C. from 2016 to 2020 at South Carolina has had a lot of good uh, secondaries, like you mentioned. Uh, Was at Miami for a year, been in Alabama, now at Georgia. Joey, he was at Auburn, he's been at Florida, I mean, he's been everywhere. It was a grad assistant at, all, at Auburn uh, where he played. So it, he knows the SEC footprint. I, I will be real with you. I think he's a star in the making. Okay, yeah. he's a younger guy. It would not be surprising to me. You know, uh, Kirby just had a uh, – God, Lord, forgive me, the new Syracuse head coach. Correct me. Uh, what was his, What's his name again? I know the chat will correct me. But he just had an assistant coach now be the, the head coach uh, at
0: Syracuse. Oh, um oh my god. Why, Why am I blanking on his yeah, name? We, we talked so much about it. Wait one second. Regardless,
1: he is a superstar in the making. Fran do- Brown. Fran brown. Thank you. I, I I don't um I do think that T Rock could be a head coach really soon. And look, he he he's been in that SEC footprint. Uh uh so good for Kirby and good for them. All right. Uh wanna move on to this Cam Ward thing.
0: Okay. Yeah, let's do it.
1: Before we move on to Cam Ward going to Miami, let's talk about our good friends over at Homefield Apparel, guys. I think Joe's wearing one of his shirts. I wear mine. No,
0: I'm not. I'm so. This is this is not Homefield. I'm cheating. You're fired. <laughs> all right. Regardless, we wear our gear
1: on here all the time. I tell you about it. It, it, dude. It, it feels great. The material is amazing. Relatively cheap. So you need to go over Very to Homefield Apparel. Use that promo code Rafino Joe at checkout. That's R U F F I N O Joe, uh, and you'll get 50% uh, off of that order. Let's talk about them very quickly. We come back, Cam Ward to Miami. We discuss it next.
0: Rafino and Joe show is brought to you by Homefield Apparel, which is the best, without a doubt premium collegiate apparel brand that is out there. They have over 150 different colleges that you can choose from, whether you're an Illinois fan or a Rutgers fan, maybe you're an LSU fan like Blake, or maybe you're an Alabama fan, whatever it is, even Idaho. They have so many different designs for so many different football programs that I can guarantee you're going to find some great stuff to help root for your favorite team. I've already gotten my Notre Dame stuff. Blake has his LSU stuff. Make sure you head on over to homefieldapparel.com to check out your team's collection of clothing apparel that they have on the website. And when you do so, when you check out, make sure you use promo code Rafino Joe to get 15% off your order. That is R U F F I N O Rafino Joe. Head on over to homefieldapparel.com and get your college gear today. A little ironic,
1: Joe, that we play that out of the open for a segment talking about Cam Ward, because we all thought that Cam Ward was going to declare for the NFL draft. So much so you thought that he could push potentially push himself into a late first round pick. If I'm quoting you wrong, please tell me. No, that's him.
0: that is correct. Um, I'm very optimistic on his talent. Very, very explosive quarterback and we're going to talk about that in a second but it was it was on the table but part of what was kind of talked about in the scouting community is what he pulled off him declaring was clearly a way to try and get more money out of miami
1: 100 how i feel you know like when i saw him to you know uh commit to the hurricanes i i just quote tweeted like huh you know <laughs> like i mean look he strong-armed him to get more money good for him why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, okay. Okay, right. I mean, look, you played the game. Everybody plays the game. Good on you. Let's talk about it on the field. Now, look, just in case you didn't know, I do I do think that Cam Ward, a guy who, by the way, played uh, against my alma mater when he was at Incarnate Word, I think Cam Ward's a good quarterback. Joe, I, I do question, okay, one thing. I do think he's got a good OC in Miami. Why do I feel like that going to Miami is – I'm not going to say ruin him, but I've seen a guy like Justin Herbert play for Mario Cristobal and not live up to some of the hype and potential that he could play in. Are we going to have the same type of thing here with Cam Ward? Now, they're recruiting at an un, at a ridiculous level. Ridiculous. I do think that Cam Ward has a better overall team around him. <laughs> I don't know if he's got a better coaching staff around him, though.
0: Yeah, okay, look, I understand what you're saying. Yes. Yes, Mario Cristobal did completely misuse Justin Herbert. Has is he rat- completely misuse a Cam Ward? It's It's potentially possible, and I would hope that there is less meddling by Mario Cristobal which I, it seems like he's been doing a little bit less at the end of the day Cam Ward was our, without a doubt no debate the best quarterback that could have entered the portal and that could have transferred somewhere and took over a new team he is a guy that immediately raises the talent level of your offense I because agree with he's that. he's very mobile he can expand the pocket which in modern college football, sometimes offensive line play is not great. So you need a guy that can move around. Their offensive line has been fantastic because Mario Cristobal is an offensive line minded guy, being a former offensive lineman. So we're not too worried there. He can stretch the field. He's, his arm his arm talents in the top five in, in college football it might even be higher than that. The way that the ball flies off his hand is going to be such a challenge for opposing teams to have to deal with. I spent all of this season crapping on Tyler Van Dyke and giving him shit. This is light years of a difference in talent that you're going to be able to use with Cam Ward. And I think the biggest evidence is the fact that he took Incarnate Word, which was a a no-name college football program, and brought them to the playoff and put up ridiculously gaudy numbers. And then he shows up at Washington State and he takes a team that probably would have been in the bottom of the Pac-12 and competes and plays close down to the wire with most of the best teams in the Pac-12 and completely improves their outlook on the season. Cam Ward is going to potentially make Miami a ranked team for the entirety of, of 2023. I'm not going to go as far as say that they are, or 2024, I'm not going to go as far as say that this is a playoff team now that you've added Cam Ward because there's a lot of other holes that need to get figured out. But his impact, his talent level, will make this offense so much better. Can he take a knee? I would hope so. That's not That's not up to him. <laughs> Very true.
1: Here's the only knock that I've had on Cam Ward ever. Even when he was an Incarnate Word. He's too streaky either good or too streaky either yeah. bad. You know, yeah. like Joe, I, I, I vehemently remember the cow loss. Okay, like they went play cow. I think you remember it, Joe. He threw the ball fifty nine times that day. He only completed fifty seven percent of his passes. He was missing wide open dudes very badly. There have been games in Cam Ward's career that he's underperformed. Now I look at Washington, thirty two of forty eight. I know that he had three touchdowns. He had th- two. Very, very, very bad interceptions against a secondary that let's call it what it is, Joe, was cheeks. Yeah. All right. I think Cam Ward has so many intangibles. I think he's a really, really good quarterback. I don't think that he takes them to the that next next level. I do think they're a nine and ten win. He can get them in a nine, 10 win team. That's it. Like that's where I am with Cam Ward. He's just had so many times in his career where he's been streaky that are that is so bad, and he turns the ball over. That Joe, with the mixture of me seeing a guy like Mario Cristobal mismanage things, mismanage players, and the clock and in-game adjustments, I, I, I don't know how I feel about this. I do think Cam Ward was the best, one of the best quarterbacks in the portal. He might be the best quarterback in the portal. But I have to see Mario Chris, Ball, Cam to Miami six, start succeeding before I say I don't have questions.
0: I will say that the offensive coordinator situation, quarterback coach situ- situation is a little bit better than what was at Oregon. I like Shannon Dawson. I, I think Shannon Dawson's an Shannon underrated Dawson
1: – Very quickly, was yep. the running backs coach when I was being recruited to go to Southeastern. Love him to death. I don't think, Joe, I don't think that has anything – Shannon's offense has nothing to do with, okay, has nothing – I, I think that's Cristobal meddling. I, I That's a good point.
0: That's a good point.
1: I Because look, I've seen – I've been around him. Yeah. Joe, look, if there's anybody that you can listen to on a podcast or show uh, – Joe, I think it was 2005, 2004, 2005.
0: 2004 was when he was okay. at Southeastern.
1: Okay. That's what it says. So, I don't. Ha- I-, I just spitting it off. Right. So I- I'm telling. Right. you. Right, right. So I'm telling you. This is Cristobal meddling with him. I know the system and the tree that Shannon comes off of. This ain't what he's supposed to be running. So I that's again, that's a good point. I- 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 I'm all I'm saying is all I'm saying. I've seen it happen in the past with Justin Herbert. I'm very intrigued to see if Cristobal takes a step back and just let. Go recruit. Be Orgeron. Be Ed. Go recruit your ass off. Let all your assistants coach and stay out of the meddling. Stay out of it. Because you're not – you can get the dudes there. If you let Cam Ward and Shannon start cooking, Joe,
0: Miami is going to be – wait for it. We're back. (laughs) Could be a playoff team. Here's I'm a little bit more optimistic than you that this offense can click a little bit because – I saw what Miami's offense did before Tyler Van Dyke decided to start being Tyler Van Dyke again and started playing like dog shit. That Texas A&M game, I think, is a clear reflection of what the offense was supposed to be. It was supposed to be get the ball out quick, deliver to your guys in space, let those athletes cook, let them make plays after the catch. And then there was just such a line of regression because they couldn't. Get Tyler Van Dyke to play as good as he was supposed to, and they couldn't find that next guy. That was something that they couldn't control. It wasn't their fault that Tyler Van Dyke cannot make the right decisions for the offense to work. I think that Cam Ward is a much more cerebral player that will be able to make those decisions. Now, here's the other piece. Here,
1: He's their so schedule's is easier e- than
0: TBD, though. Oh, it's not even. It's not even close. It's so, it's their, so, it's so ridiculous. Their schedule, twenty twenty four is easy as shit. Their hardest game. Okay, here's the whole schedule. Florida State, Florida A&M, Ball State, USF, Cal, Georgia Tech, Louisville, Duke, Florida State, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, Syracuse. So there's no SEC opponents except for Florida, which should be a win for them because – Is that game in the swamp? Yes. Loss. Okay. Uh, well, the rest of these, the the re- I see two difficult matchups that they're going to more likely lose than win. Syracuse, Louis- and Florida State. No, I think Louisville and, and Florida Louisville. State are the are the two more losable games. So there is a nine win season right there. You can't you can't lose. That's got to be your floor. You're
1: going into year three of Mario Cristobal. You gotta you gotta get to working. You gotta get to cooking. Because yeah. so if he has another mid level year, he's in trouble. He's in serious trouble. And he should be. But maybe yeah, he's he got to get him out of
0: it. uh maybe maybe he can get him out of it. Well, um, I'll, t- I'll tell you before he committed, he was in some deep shit because Reese Poffenbarger from Albany was not gonna get the job done. <laughs> it's it's I huge hope that they play got him. a little bit. You're just mad because he's, he's got a weird a, last name. He's okay. I also don't like Albany. I hated playing there. Oh, so it's a personal thing? No, 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 no. It's
1: not. Awesome. I just think that Cam Ward is too streaky. Like, so when you talked about him working himself into a first-round pick, I didn't disagree with you at the time because that's just not my area of expertise. I'm not an NFL draft guy. Even though I did tell you that Jane Daniels would be a first-round pick, and you said if he would, I'd eat, an ha- eat a hat.
0: Um, by the don't way, how's that happen. going? How's don't that going? That I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Oh, I've, I've got, I took like seven screenshots. You can't even delete that without it, you know, being uh, uh, knowledge. The only thing for me, Joe, is there, I'm going to say something you're going to vehemently disagree with. He has had moments at times where I'm not saying he looks like Van Dyke, okay, from a execution standpoint, but he makes
0: the same types of mistakes. He sometimes. makes the
1: same type of mistakes sometimes, which would really worry me okay now there's a flip side of that I think he's got better weapons around him even though I think the Kelly kid at Washington State good Lord it's not like Washington State didn't have dudes to to throw to yeah I, I will just continue to say throughout the entire offseason I'm not gonna t- switch up on this I gotta see it work before I start giving them th- a gold medal because it, it just I I, I Crystal ball has not sold me on him being a good, you know, in-game coach and cam Ward is too streaky. That's it. That's fair. All right. You know what? Can we just go ahead and I don't, I wanted to do this last, but since we're talking about quarterbacks, can we just go ahead? Should
0: we, should we just do the Florida state thing? Isn't super pressing. Should we just do that tomorrow? So we're not rushing this Uh,
1: about McCarthy.
0: No, no, no. Do the Florida state thing tomorrow. And do oh, JJ like, today and just like actually have a conversation about this.
1: Oh, I thought we were only going to talk about J.J. McCarthy for a minute, but we yeah, let's go J.J. McCarthy. I'd rather
0: not skip over it. I think this is huge okay. news. I think I know you don't like talking about J.J. McCarthy for some reason, but
1: it's just that I don't think I think all right, let's get into it. okay. you just said that you just said to me that you you think that I don't like talking about J.J. McCarthy. You're right on that. can I tell you why? Sure. I think he's mid. I think he's a mid-quarterback. You know who I think he is? A more polished, more athletic
0: Stetson Bennett. I don't agree with that. I said, th- wait, 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 <laughs> right,
1: wait. Wait a minute. I actually don't. Oh, uh, shit. Believe- hold on, hold on. I don't believe that. I wanted to see your reaction when I brought up Stetson Bennett.
0: Yeah, I almost lost my goddamn mind after all the the foot. That was the that was the antithesis of the show. That was this show started to become what it was because you and I started yelling at each other over Stetson Bennett because I argued he wasn't impactful as impactful to the team. But we're not gonna. Well, let's not rehash that. I will say
1: this: I don't think that he had better games than Stetson Bennett in his well, career. they used
0: him. They used him even less than Stetson Bennett. To, he didn't it. have to do well, anything. Look, I don't, Joe, I'm going to be real with you. Yes, is
1: it a big loss? Do I think J.J. McCarthy has some big time potential in some areas? Yeah. Uh, he he has been in big games where he's missed and done too many bad things. Joe, do you remember that national title game when he almost let Washington come back on him? You want to yeah. know what happened? Because he's missing wide-ass open dudes. Now, J.J. McCarthy declared for the NFL draft. Good on him. Maybe Harbaugh goes to the NFL. Maybe that's an indication. Okay, somebody's giving that kid bad news. Somebody is giving that kid bad advice. Wait. There's okay. No business going
0: into the NFL draft. I. I know that's not what we
1: talk about. I know, but- I
0: know. I know. I know. I don't. This. This actually leads into my point, though. I don't disagree that he should not have declared. I think that he needed one more year to to refine some things, and I've said it on the show that he needs to improve his decision-making. He needs to improve uh, some very small categories that could have turned him into a, in a fringe first-rounder into a guaranteed first-round pick. You're right that, yes, he probably shouldn't have done it, but from what I've, I've heard, and I've talked to some people about this, the NFL is going to be a lot higher on him than the media is because he he checks... All of the stupid boxes that the NFL screws themselves into, and I keep comparing him to Daniel Jones, he's going to be Daniel Jones because he checks all the same boxes. Comes from a good academic school, um, smart kid, uh, charismatic leader, um, big body, fits all the the size profiles, can move well, has the big arm, and is a winner. But we're going to look past the... Dial-up noise, spinning wheel in his head with the inability to make quick decisions, incorrect decisions, ball placement, that stuff hasn't been great. I wanted him to go back to improve that stuff. And I think, I really did believe that Michigan would have been in great hands next year with him being the starting quarterback because physically, he's built like exactly what you want in an NFL quarterback. And if you gave him one more offseason, I think he could have taken that next step and really improved and been one of the better quarterbacks in college football and played at a higher level. He did improve from last year. He did. He did take a step forward, and I think that that was on the table to happen this upcoming year. I think it sucks, and I think that the bigger red flag here is that you got guys like Roman Wilson declaring, Junior Colson declaring. I think that the minute Jim Harbaugh announces that he's taking whatever NFL job it is, whether it's going to be the Cowboys or it's going to be the Chargers, that there is going to be a floodgate opened that a lot of guys, if they don't retain any of the, the the current staff and they all go with Harbaugh to the NFL, guys are going to get in the portal and guys are going to continue to declare for the NFL draft. And this could be a completely different Michigan team in 2024. He's Zach Wilson without the MILFs. That's what my co-host Ryan has said that a million times. He's the, the same thing. Oh, really? Thing. Yeah. Ryan he's Roberts. Saying, okay, says that. well,
1: now you got to – he's Zach Wilson without the MILFs. Yeah, I, I, I'm not impressed by him. I, I, I'm just not. I, I think that you know what I honestly, Joe. How many how many throws did he miss in multiple games that were high intensity? A, a lot, a lot, Joe. I'm old enough to remember on the f- from the first play from scrimmage against Alabama. If there's if the dude's toes in, the first pass that he throws is a pick. Yeah. He does not make good decisions, which could lead me to ask the question. Is it maybe a good thing he doesn't return from Michigan?
0: No, I'd see that. This is where I disagree. I think think the orgy kids got more upside. We've never seen him play. He's 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 gone out there and he's he's run wildcat. I don't know what he's got in his in his in his, you know, in his bag. I don't know what he's capable of doing. Why are you taking JJ McCarthy off the field for Orgy if you don't
1: think that he's got a higher upside?
0: So many teams bring on Name a them. wildcat
1: quarterback, but he, but he, but those teams bring in running backs to do it. They
0: don't bring in a quarterback. That's not true. Name them. Notre Dame did that for a whole season with okay. Tyler Buckner. Notre Dame because neither one of them could throw. Jack Cohn was great. Jack Hone was one of the better quarterbacks we've had. He was better than Sam Hartman, and we still brought uh, Tyler Buckner on. You really think team.
1: Orgy is Tyler Buckner who's going to play lacrosse? You really think that that's who he no, is?
0: No, I'm not making the comparison. Right, I just think in college football, when you've got a big, strong athlete and you want to confuse a defense, you bring you bring him into the game and you cause a little bit of a commotion. If you got a kid like that, you do it. I'm just look. I, I don't. I don't think it's a big
1: of a deal as you make
0: it I, out. To are, wait, but are you not worried about the angle that I brought up, though? That there doesn't end up being some sort of. All right. Yeah, we can we can talk about that. Here's my thought on that. No,
1: why? Because Joe, they already knew. Okay, I, I would assume that players would have already known if Harbaugh was leaving or not, or had well, some. Something- why-
0: that's why all these big, important players are declaring for the NFL draft. No, all of them are going to be draft picks. This isn't anything. Ohio that, State just brought back a bunch of guys that are the same draft projection national, t-
1: Hold on. You wouldn't let me finish. Teams that win national titles historically have mass exodus, exodus, exodus of players. It happens to every one of them. Is exodus a word? It can be. Okay, well, <laughs> I'm using it. They normally have a max exodus of players that hit, that hit the draft. Joe, they haven't. I, I mean, they had players that went to the draft last year, and it didn't hurt them.
0: But I I mean, I don't. I, I, I don't. You're trying to ask that. me without asking
1: me. Do I think that Michigan's taking a step back? Yes, I do. Regardless if JJ McCarthy comes back or doesn't come back, it doesn't matter to me. I think they're taking a step back because they do have players that are leaving. Regardless, I think they would have taken a step back if some of those players would have come back because I think Harbaugh's gone. Like, that's what I ultimately believe. I don't think J.J. McCarthy is the backbreaker
0: that everybody and their mama today try to sell me on. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's a backbreaking loss. But the media is trying to sell
1: because you got guys that went to Michigan like Schefter and Rich Eisen and Dave Portnoy. All of them are out here, you know, come guzzling over JJ McCarthy. Sorry for that; those two words, but it just it it's all that with all that came. You know, they are. He's not good. He is not.
0: Well, yeah, players. no, we're good,
1: Joe. You know the good quarterbacks that we've seen in college football. What have they done? What have they done?
0: A lot more than JJ McCarthy.
1: A lot more than JJ McCarthy. And you know what else they do? They hit big-time passes in big-time games in big-time moments. Name, name a time that you said, damn, J.J. McCarthy took that game over. I mean, I just have high.
0: Oh, he did that against Ohio State two years ago. Joe, Donovan Edwards scored another touchdown on Ohio State about
1: five minutes ago. He run for, okay. two, ran for 200 yards. Stop that. He had some deep
0: passes. Okay, good for him.
1: He didn't take it over.
0: I, I also don't know for sure if Alex Orgy ends up being the guy because they, you know, they've got they've got a lot of talented quarterbacks they, that they in the recruited. Isn't the Car Kid coming in? No, or no, he's going to Notre Dame, isn't he? Yeah, he's going to Notre Dame. <laughs>
1: portal. That's a damn. I, shan-
0: I, that's it. Oh, stop I it!
1: Him. I smell him going into the, the portal.
0: No, he's gonna he's gonna he's start gonna after wolfing. Lincoln or uh, not Lincoln Riley, Riley. Leonard is going to be a first round pick, and then CJ Carr will take over. You Notre Dame homer. I, I, I just don't
1: I, – I don't think – I actually like the orgy kid. I love having – I love watching massive orgies. End the show. <laughs> End the show. End the show. Jesus the Christ. Kids. Can we give the kid an NIL deal
0: through our show, please? For what? Just so we can bring him on and say orgy? Is that? Yes. I don't think we can afford him. I don't think we can afford he, to pay him.
1: You know what I want to say so bad? We got an orgy to the right. We got an orgy to the left.
0: We have an orgy down the middle. Yeah, you love orgies, man. <laughs> uh, the- <laughs> all
1: right. And all... and. <laughs>
0: Should have called a day after that one, man. I don't even know where to go from that. I don't even know how to respond to that. <laughs> it's a good thing we punted on the FSU stuff for tomorrow. Jesus Christ. I mean, who who's the younger of the two of us? That's the real question. <laughs> oh, dude. Uh Elks with a
1: two-dollar super chat says, so Michigan is having an orgy next year. Look
0: what look what you look what you caused. This is the 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 the, the shit that you stir up. Ch- <laughs> All right, in all, in all
1: seriousness, to get us back on track, yeah. I, I'm just I, – I don't I, – i it's not that I don't like J.J. McCarthy.
0: I just think he's a, a, a better Zach Wilson is all. I don't disagree. I just want – I'm trying to use it as less of a him not coming back because you're right, Orgy's a talented player. He's a very gifted athlete, and he could end up being a good quarterback, but I just don't totally know – it's less of me predicting that there's going to be a lot of people leaving and just more of me saying I don't know what's going to happen the minute that Harbaugh leaves. And it, it, it's already starting to sh- We've had this show. discussion. We literally had this discussion. Remember yeah. last Sunday, you and I had
1: the discussion on does Michigan run the Big Ten or not? Now, what did I say? No, because I still think that Ohio State – has has less question marks than Michigan does.
0: Ohio State has less question. Yes, yeah. absolutely. We talked 100%. about this pre-show that that Ohio State was was going. Ohio State, you're welcome, Elks, is going to beat Michigan next year. They're going to. They have brought back I'm not a tremendously go that, talented I won't roster. Go
1: that far because I don't know where we,
0: Joe. There I'm is my, making my pick right now. I'm making my pick.
1: Well, there <laughs> is a possibility that Harbaugh comes back.
0: Like, I, I think he's done. There, the there, have, been, there have been too many indicate. If sure. he was coming back, he wouldn't even be taking the meeting that he has with the Chargers. Then why did he take it with the Vikings last year? He he, the rumor with that was that he did, and inevitably that was two years ago. That inevitably oh, they went. No, Kevin O'Connell. Kevin, O'Con- Kevin O'Connell was hired two years ago. Oh, okay. They they changed their oh, yeah. mind and, and decided to go with O'Connell, so he was passed up on. I think that Harbaugh is a lot of teams' first choices. So I he didn't come back saying like, "Oh, I changed my mind. I want to go back to Michigan." It was no, I I this fell through, and I'm going to stick around. I don't think that I mean, look,
1: I know what you're asking, but like I've said last week, literally a week ago, Joe, when we had this discussion, no. I know I, the answer is no, they're, they're not running the big 10. I, I mean, running the big 10 on what your coach is leaving the quarterback that got you to back-to-back or well, didn't he start? Yeah. Three straight playoffs. Uh, he started the playoff game, but they were still rotating. Him okay. And so a quarterback that's played in three or had three playoff in three years had three playoff appearances. No, I don't think you're going to be better with, I mean, I, I, I just think, it, uh, Joe, if Harbaugh was coming back, I would be like, okay. And I think they'd be fine. Uh, then you have p- potentially a first-time head coach. No. Like, just because they have players leaving doesn't mean anything to me. It has yeah. everything to do with the head coach. Everything. Like, literally everything. That's it for me. Oh. Like, that—that that is that is the whole kitten and caboodle. That's everything.
0: I wonder who they hire. We, we had this convo for, uh, pre-show. I really... And we're not going to do this right now, talk candidates, but they're kind of late to the party because DeBoer, well, who we said was –
1: Har- Do you fire Harbaugh? What do you do?
0: Well, you got to just wait. You, you got to wait, and it, su- it, it, it sucks for them. But now Fish and DeBoer are off the table. Can you coerce Lance Leipold, which is hard to convince him?
1: And he's going about to sign an extension.
0: That's your best bet. Maybe Chris Kleiman at Kansas State is the guy you go after. I don't know, man. Sharon Moore. I don't know. I, I just I don't know. After we had, we've talked about this, it just feels like Sharon Moore's going gonna go to the NFL with Harbaugh. Oh. Well then you got mentor.
1: You got Mike Elston, who's a defensive line coach. I mean, you could just promote the DC.
0: Oh, Elston's actually a good one.
1: Yeah, Elson's a Michigan guy.
0: That would be a good hire. They have options.
1: I mean, they have options. And I don't think that Sharon Moore, with all due respect to him, I don't think he's any better of a candidate than anybody on the defensive side of things.
0: No, 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 no. I don't disagree. I What I'm saying is all of the available big candidates that were standing head coaches that had head coaching experience are gone. They either just took a bigger extension somewhere else where at their current school or they left. So now we're in murky waters.
1: Yeah. <laughs> cowboys just got beaten. Everybody on Twitter's going nuts.
0: I see it. I see it. Uh, I mean, he, we're probably going to get a get an announcement that uh, he gets fired. Cowboys. I can see it.
1: That would be kind of dangerous if I'm being honest. All right. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Joe, another great show. Sorry that I talked about all those orgies, but nevertheless, I think it
0: was still a good show. Yeah, great show. Thanks for bringing it back up. See y'all tomorrow, guys.
1: Peace.